everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellerud, and today I'm joined by Noah Sazel. Noah, he's from Ad Advance. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty well, Joe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be joined on the podcast by the second tallest person in the office. <sighs> That's pretty controversial for those who don't know it. It's been disproven, but Joe's... A- <laughs> Pretty committed to it, so yeah. we just let him have it. Noah has a little like fluffier hair under that hat that he claims it adds to his height, but I got him. I got him. Yeah, not true. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to have Noah on the podcast. So Noah's an account manager with us. And previously on the podcast, we had Josh on talking through kind of the, the tent pole strategy. And so Leading up to a major sales event day, there's a lot of things that we can do during the lead up period, during the actual period, and then kind of post that major event and how we optimize our ads for it. Now, since we're post Prime Day, um, figured it'd be fun to kind of have Noah on, talk through some of the key strategies that we like to implement, like what's it look like day of, what's key mm-hmm. focus areas that we have there. And then overall post Prime Day too, like are there some cool things that we can implement overall? I guess in general, like let's just take really high level picture, like Prime Day, how'd it go this year? Prime Day was good. It's incredibly busy. So I feel like that is always going to be the case. And sometimes it's just leading up to it. You know, you feel like there's more time than there usually is, and it's a scramble. Sure. Um, so this year, Prime Day seemed to come up a little fast. I think they announced it a couple of days later. But regardless, you know, putting in the extra hours, making sure that all of these tent pole strategies to increase traffic beforehand were set in place. You know, we still had three weeks this year, so that's plenty of time to get those things up and going. Sure. And to be honest, we kind of figured it was going to be about the same time. So there was <laughs> we had a some... good office bet that it was going to be that yeah. date. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you got some of the stuff ready in bulk sheets, but just make sure budgets are aligned and stuff like that is really, really one of the biggest things that's going to happen leading up to it. So, you know, that's going on. We did some some pretty heavy investment with some of my accounts leading up to it and did a switch kind of on Prime Day. So as much upper funnel as we could, targeting some of the best audiences that we've been discovering throughout the year this year. Sure. Really making sure that people are seeing us, people that are in the aisle are seeing us, and being sure that, you know, on the day of, we're switching to the bottom of the funnel to re-engage those people who have shown interest on conversion-heavy days when we have deals for, you know, all of our best products. Yep. So that's that's always a good strategy. And this year, you know, another cornerstone here at Advance. Yeah, yeah. And so for those who didn't catch the podcast with Josh, like some of the key strategies that we had going into a major event like Prime Day is trying to generate more upper funnel interest and awareness of our brands prior to the actual event. And so what we want to do is make sure that our products are top of mind. Then when people are coming back to actually do the purchase, now they're going to be thinking of us. We're going to be top of mind. Hopefully we're already in their cart or in the wish list or at least, you know, one of those items that they're going to check out um, for Prime Day itself to really try to... 
make sure that we're we're going to be there exactly. <laughs> when they go to do the purchase. And so, you know, as we were talking about upper funnel strategies, like for your clients, was it mostly DSP that you were doing or like what were the main items that you used to generate the upper funnel interest? Yeah, great question. So a handful with DSP and a handful just going after the highest volume search terms in the relevant categories for their products, using the search query performance tool to identify those, making sure that we're showing up top of search as much as possible with the given budget that we have. So it's a mixture of using marketing stream to make sure that, you know, we're showing up during valuable times of the day. Obviously these search terms have so much volume that not every seller can afford to be there a hundred percent of the time. So Picking and choosing when people aren't delirious at three in the morning, scrolling aimlessly, like that's not a great time to get a click. Sure. More so 6 a.m. is a great time. Conversion rate starts to really spike around then. So being really strategic with on Amazon placements and CPC based um, ad types just because, you know, it's it's pretty competitive out there, as everybody knows. So, yeah. Picking and choosing on site with sponsored ads and then with DSP, you know, just making sure we have the right audiences, using the data that we've built up year to date and for some clients longer, obviously. Uh, so it's a good mixture of both. Yeah. And so when Noah's talking about Amazon marketing stream, essentially what this has allowed us to do is to get the hourly data. We've had some good podcasts previously talking through stream and then how we can utilize that. So feel free to go back and check out those. But um, at the end of the day, what we're looking at is what's the best times of the day that that click is going to lead to a conversion. And now let's try to use our systems to either implement day party, so you can just advertise during certain times of the day, or continuous bidding where we're actually increasing bids when people are most likely to convert. And so utilizing Amazon Marketing Stream, that allows us to increase bids at, say, 6 a.m. This is all Pacific time because it's all based off of, like, Seattle headquarters versus, like, 3 a.m. when people are much less likely to convert to. So... If we have got a set amount of budget, how do we make sure that our ads are showing up at those optimal times during the day? Um, when you looked at like for DSP audiences, like how up the funnel did you go in the lead up period? Um, like what did the audiences look like for those ads? Yeah, so there's some pretty broad audiences in there. And really, it's about the layering as to how specific you're going to get. So these audiences contain a mixture of extremely high top of the funnel. You know, it's like, what store are you in, right? Are you in Cabela's or are you in Whole Foods? Sure. Um, these audiences talk to those broad categories. And then layering down based off of, you know, attributes that we've determined are important for our type of uh, products and, even using some competitor-based or AMC audiences sometimes, depending on what the strategy is. Um, so they can be very broad, but really it's the intersections, the Venn diagram of multiple broad audiences together. You know, it's that piece where they all overlap where we're trying to get to. So that's the beauty of DSP and inclusion and exclusions. So. It's yeah. pretty broad sometimes. So you're utilizing those audiences and we're trying to generate as much awareness and interest going up to the event. Mm -hmm. Now, as we flip to Prime Day, like how does that switch happen or what do we do? Or like how do you how do you kind of change the strategy yeah. 
to now target more of the conversions versus the awareness? Yeah. So if I'm good at my job, it just happens, right? You know, I have things planned out. The end dates align with the start and end of prime days. So sure. Um, and for just for those listening to like, we're able to schedule a bunch of these updates in advance too. So <laughs> when Noah says it just happens, like if we didn't have these <laughs> scheduling tools, we would have to go in yeah. there and do sure. this. Like we're able to like set up, like we're always planning pretty far in advance for prime day itself. And then once that prime day starts, our campaigns flip because we already have all the inputs already there on what those campaigns should look like during prime day. Yeah. Shout out the dev team. They're awesome here at Advance and Matt. I'm sure you all know them. So I'll be more specific. Yeah. So with DSP, you can add flighting, which is really just the duration of a specific campaign. And it's, you know, to the hour, to the minute. So with DSP and Upper Funnel, you know, for the clients that we had this big lead up period and then switched to conversion, you know, that was budgeted in two separate and different piles. And once Prime Day hit, those Upper Funnel campaigns got, you know, a different flight with different types of budgeting, different types of aggression, different bids. And then these other lower funnel retargeting, for instance, repurchasing cross promo campaigns turned on um, with a greater budget, shorter duration, you know, just those two days. So we're really trying to spend a lot of money on these audiences, these engaged shoppers. So DSP happens just with the flighting sponsored ads. Yes, Joe's right. We have some great tools where we can or schedule future budget changes at a campaign level and at the global daily budget level. So making sure that you know, we're talking to clients, getting final amounts, whether it's at a global daily budget level or just campaign specific. You know, usually it's just at the high level and it's my job to kind of divvy it out where we're going to be getting the best returns or, you know, where we're going to achieve the goal that's put in front of me. Um, so those those things get scheduled. And, you know, like I said, if you're good at your job, you show up on Prime Day and you just start sending out emails and making sure that everything happened like it was supposed to. Sure. So you're not actually making the edits. You're more so just checking in. And then you are, you know, raising budgets if it's already run out. Sure. Yeah. And and just a plug for anybody from Amazon who's listening, better budget controls on the portfolio level and making sure that global daily budget applies to all ad types would be highly appreciated. Thank <laughs> Especially you, for Prime Day because uh, what what happens is our clients will have a specific budget they want to spend. Global daily budget just applies to sponsor products, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, but we have other ad types. And so trying to limit these down, we're constantly having to review. When you're on a normal shopping period, normal shopping days, it's a lot easier. But when Prime Day spikes, like just not having that core control, that would be extremely appreciated. Portfolio level adds in this extra layer where we can now segment, say, based off of ASIN. So then we can really target profitability on the ASIN level. Lots of good stuff there. So that's one of our key wish list items. I try to throw that in the podcast as much as possible. <laughs> it's, uh, it would be great to make my job easier, especially for vendors. You know, I have, I've got a client in the UK where, you know, I get into work at 6 a.m. on Prime Day and it's already noon there, right? And sure. vendors don't have any caps for anything total. You know, it's all budget specific. So a lot of work went into just making sure that, Things weren't going to be stifled by lack of budgets just because of the time difference and the time I'm able to get into the office on Prime Day. Yeah. So it takes a lot of planning and then, you know, making sure that 
you're keeping track of like SB and SD budget increases because, you know, that's just going to be incremental over what is the current 30 day spend, the trailing average. And plus the budget cap, it you know it, it takes it takes a little bit of tracking. So yeah, that would be nice, Amazon. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk through DSP strategies day of. So you went through a couple bottom of funnel strategies. Maybe build on those a little bit more. So all right, there's retargeting. So that you're trying to show ads to anybody that has gone to say our product detail page previously, and then make sure we're top of mind so they're seeing our ads throughout the internet or on Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, retargeting, it's it's going to be getting those people who have already engaged with your detail pages in front of your products again. On Prime Day, you know, it's great to use responsive e-commerce. It's the Amazon created ad because it is tied to their deals um, API probably. Yeah. And will display any discount that they have. So, you know, a mimics detail page kind of gives that call back and it'll give the deal. So that's always a great asset to have for anything that or any audience that's based off of that detail page, right? Because it is so similar. And that, that's a creative type within Amazon's DSP that looks a lot like a typical Amazon ad. You see it, you know it's from Amazon. Yeah. And so just being able to, it's responsive. And so it'll tie back, show the deals that you have. And so it's, it's really helpful because people see it, they know they're going back to Amazon, they already have that trust. And you know what you're getting when you're clicking on it. And so, yeah, those ones are solid, especially for bottom of funnel strategies. So that's for retargeting, um, repurchasing. Obviously, if you have consumable products, you want to increase CLV, make sure that people are staying within brand. So knowing what the average purchase cycle looks like, making sure you're showing up just before, you know, as they're getting to the last bit of whatever it may be, it could be milk, could be collagen powder, it could be calcium, just knowing when people are starting to get low, start to serve them ads, make sure that they're staying in brand with us because likely it took a good amount of investment to get them into the door for the first time. And you don't want to throw that away. You want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to retain the sales you've worked so hard to get. Um, so Rose is typically great for those, you know, the second time people are coming around, it's usually a lot cheaper, which is, you know, what we would expect and then another one is cross promo. So if you have like products within your portfolio, um, making sure that people are aware of the other things that you sell. So if you sell baseball bats and baseballs, you know, on Prime Day, if you're running a cross promo, it'd be targeting the people who have purchased the bats with the balls. That's a pretty simple instance. I think everybody would understand why you would want to do that. Really just making sure then that there's purchase exclusions for category of baseballs making sure that the people who bought the bats didn't buy a different brand's balls at the same time. Um, so there's a little bit of complexity with just making sure that, you know, these people truly are still in the market for your product likely. Um, so cross promo is another great thing and increase in subscribe and save, you know, you could run specific discounts for subscribe and save. Some of my clients did. So making sure we're targeting the people who are consistently purchasing our products in the last 30, the last 60, the last 90 days independently of one another. So they purchased 30 days ago. They purchased 31 to 60 days ago, so on and so forth. We want to show them our subscribe and save offer for Prime Day to make sure that, you know, we are moving them to the most brand loyal um, portion, I guess, of the customer journey. So. Sure. 
you know, there's there's a bunch of things that you can do in that water. We're done on yeah. Prime Day. Yeah. And so for so so that's Prime Day itself. And for those looking for a good overview on Prime Day, like in general, Prime Prime Day was really solid for our clients this year, which was awesome to see. Maria did a Maria from our team. She did a great overview on kind of key trends that we saw. We also compared like people who ran deals versus people who didn't run deals. Um, so if you want a key breakdown of what Prime Day looked like for us. We've got a, a newsletter. You can go to adadvance.com. You can sign up for it. A lot of great information there. So I highly encourage you to check it out. But yeah, Prime Day, the day of, or the two days of, uh, yeah, went really well. And so we were we were pleasantly surprised, especially just with general economy. We didn't know exactly how this one would shape up. So that was really, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. All right. So Prime Day is done. Now what happens? So now what's key strategies that you're implementing or anything, anything cool that we can do to on the backside of the tent pole strategy. So now we're starting to taper off, but how do we take, how do we make use of all that extra traffic? Yeah. So there's a lot you can do and a lot you can do. Um, Specifically, one of the things that I think is most interesting from what's currently in place is, um, using AMC to find cart abandonment choppers and then also using brand tailored promotions to give those people a discount. And it's kind of the intersection of that because brand tailored promotions, you can kind of pick several audiences to choose from and give them and only them discounts to your product. So it's not, you know, an Amazon wide, everybody who sees your product gets a discount, but more people who are fitting into these specific buckets, but they don't actually go out and serve these ads to these shoppers that are in these audiences more so they'll just give the discount once they see them and the thought is they're still in the category i'm still searching around so they'd see us organically or in a paid sponsored placement but using amc we can you know build add to cart audiences throw in a purchase exclusion and now we have cart abandonment shoppers for the last 90 days the same time frame as this brand tailored promotions Sure. So it's still trying to use a discount to get people to purchase because, you know, the thought is if they didn't purchase with a discount on Prime Day, you know, one week after we don't have a discount anymore, you know, retargeting is, you know, there's there's still reasons why you'd want to do it, but you probably won't see the same types of efficiencies as maybe you typically would expect. So using this strategy, you know, you can still get that promotion. It's laser focused for who you're actually promoting to. And then using the DSP strategy to make sure that these people are aware you exist. You know, you're continuing to get in front of them, pushing them across the finish line to ultimately purchase and uh, check out your product in their cart. So so in this example, people would go in, say, on Prime Day or maybe even prior to Prime Day, and they've added to... They've added my product to their cart, mm-hmm. but then they didn't end up purchasing. Um, so with an AMC, you're able to go in and create a specific audience that targets people who have added to cart but have not purchased, say, in the last 365 days or something like that. And then you can serve them ads. So with the brand-tailored promotions, you're able to set up specific deals that just pop up for people who meet certain criteria. Yep. Is that correct? That's my understanding, yes. Yep, yeah. And so it's a it's an item that's available 
if you go to advertising and then there's brand tailored promotions, which are like, if you if you're in Seller Central and you go to brand tailored promotions, it's a key piece that you can go in and then it allows you to kind of edit what deals are provided based off of certain criteria. Mm -hmm. um, and then what Noah's saying is now what we can do is if there's these deals that are offered to just specific customers, now what we can do is we can use tools like Amazon Marketing Cloud to create this audience and then use DSP, Amazon's DSP, to now show ads to this audience, which highlights the deal. Hopefully we can kind of push them over that line where they showed enough interest to add us to cart, didn't purchase day of. Um, but now maybe that deal post prime day can really get them to make the move on it. Mm -hmm. um, is that, that a good summary of kind of the general strategy that you're using? Go figure, Joe, you nailed it. Yeah. So no, it's a really cool strategy to implement. And what's really nice too, is that, you know, just offering general deals to everyone can be a big margin hit. But now if we can just offer them to specific people who are a lot less likely to purchase without that extra little push, mm -hmm. that's where it can make a big difference. Because now, yep, we need the ad to kind of show this to them. We need the deal. But without that, if we're looking at incrementality for our promotions and our advertising, this can be a bigger needle mover where without these ads or this promotion, you probably wouldn't have made the sale. Yeah. Given that Prime Day has already occurred and you already had, you know, significant discounts that you'd have expected, you know, them to convert at that time frame. Sure. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what the results are. It's a little too soon to tell, but. Yeah. A any other key strategies that you're utilizing post Prime Day, like in general? So looking at like still using retargeting or like any other key things that, that you're looking at or using kind of post event? Yeah. So re retargeting is big for people, clients that are really trying to make the most out of, you know, their investment on Prime Day. So really covering our bases, ensuring that the ad spend we incurred, the impressions we served um, are continuing to provide value and to, you know, cement us within, I guess, consideration so, yep, retargeting is still big, you know, repurchasing, depending on pack size again, you know, that's really going to start, you know, 30, 30 days out post prime day, 25 days out post prime day, just because, you know, we had great days. We know that we had a bunch more shoppers looking at new to brand percentages with AMC and what's provided on the council. We know a lot of these people are new to brands. So, you know, once we start to hit the windows where they're likely to be completing their purchase as far as taking the consumable good um, we'll start some pretty aggressive repurchasing campaigns so that that hasn't happened yet obviously it's i don't even know nine days post prime day eight days i'm bad at math sometimes <laughs> um so yeah that's that's on the horizon for us right now just retargeting where it makes sense yeah um and you know that 
brand tailor promotions add to cart cart abandonment thing that's pretty exciting so yeah yeah and so that's just a fun uh, update that we wanted to cover too when you can start to stitch together these different programs that amazon has and how can you leverage advertising when there are these other targeted items we can include so yeah check out brand tailored promotions um see if it makes sense um and then if it doesn't you really want to promote it using tools like amazon's dsp can be really valuable to then target the right people with those deals to really highlight that those deals are going on. Mm-hmm. So, well, Noah, it was really fun to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Joe. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah. yeah. And again, for those who are listening, <laughs> if you want more of a deep dive on what we saw during Prime Day, including results and our deal or no deal analysis that we tend to do after all these major shopping events, feel free to go over to adadvance.com, sign up on for our mailing list. Got a lot of good info, and then we include like new features and everything that's coming out since this, this whole ecosystem is constantly changing. And as always, we really appreciate you listening to the Ad Project Podcast. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode.